are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Hey guys, Chris doesn't know I'm on here, but this is Monkey the Cat. That's right. He doesn't know I can talk either, so it'll be our secret. Do not tell him. Anyway, I just want you to know that I love it when all these people come over for the oneofus.net. It is the best. If you help us out, they'll help you out. I mean, become a subscriber. It's the only way all these people will keep coming over. I love it. They give me the pets and the head scratches. It's so good. Please think about becoming a subscriber. Also, these guys, they get so drunk. They have a good time partying. And they do that because of Oscar Blues Brewing Company. Oh, my God. They love those beers. I'm just a cat. I don't drink beer. I don't know what's going on with that. But if you support Oscar Blues Brewing Company... They got brew pubs all over the place. I think he said there's two in Colorado, one in North Carolina, one in Austin. You do that. And then I get all the head scratchings. I get all the treats. Don't you love cats? Don't you love one of us that net? Come on, man. Oh, shit. Here he comes. Okay. Meow. Meow. From the depths of pop culture rises a beast of unimaginable obsession to wreak havoc on the podcast of man. This is the Giganticast. Godzilla City on the edge of battle. It's, this is we're going to talk about anime. You should get very, ready to talk about anime. I'm so hype about it. <laughs> anime is the best. I anime. really like anime, you guys. But anime, yeah. especially anime about Godzilla. I mean, what else is better in life? Literally nothing. <laughs> anime about giant Mothra. A, a Mothra anime. I should <laughs> wait for next episode. Wait for next episode. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say. I need it. I know. I need it yesterday. <laughs> yeah, so we're talking today. Uh, there's a welcome to Gigantic Cast, everybody. Yay! Yay! We're talking about uh, Godzilla City on the Edge of Battle, which is just a cool name. It's a cool title. Uh, I'm Matt. Oh, I'm Jen. Mayhem's Muse. I'm Quinn. Hey, I'm Morgan. And yeah, we've assembled the team once more. It was a it was a bit of a process. We had to hurt some cats <laughs> to get this to happen. They were all cats named Jen. I'm um, sorry. We love you, it's Jen. It's true though. It's so true. Well, she's off being all like hot and stuff and like doing uh, we amazing. We have to work around the hot, which is completely <sighs> understandable. The world needs it. it does. Okay. Uh, bye. The surrounding temperatures. Oh, oh, no, no, no. It'll be out. It's it, no. It's per- I, I'm glad we were able to do this. Um, and uh, you know uh, we'll 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 do it again when the third episode comes out. Yes. And we'll try. See, I think we could have probably gotten this in a little sooner had I planned a little further ahead because I knew it was coming out. I know I knew it was coming out last week. I just G Fest took up all of my time, and it's then it's like I, you're working for a living, being gross. an awesome comic artist. Gross, what? gross, 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 gross. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, so yeah, it. So now today. We're here to talk about, this is the second episode of the Netflix Godzilla animated series, which is essentially composing of three animated films, which functionally functionally is Toho's way of keeping Godzilla in the public eye until Godzilla King of the Monsters comes out next year, and until Toho 
does Shin does Gojira to or whatever they're doing the Gojirian the Gojirian <laughs> oh I like that I need to share the Gojirian candidate oh they there's good. actually two the the current um actually the current uh, chatter is that there's not going to be a Shin Godzilla two because well we don't know so oh, please listen to this podcast <laughs> senpai notice us please oh, four white people in America <laughs> would really like. Would really like a Shin Tuning. The uh, Shinning. Shin <laughs> so you could You wanna get sued? Toss out all of your current market research and <laughs> plans and, you know, historical precedents and I just think listen to Four White People in America. I think Four White I, w- I almost said rednecks, but we're not really We're rednecks. from Texas. I did get a sunburn today. Not all of us sunburn for sunburn white corpus. people. I went to high school in Corpus, but I was born oh. in Washington State. Oh, oh. we need to hang out I'm more. a northerner. You Yankee. <laughs> no, 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 no. Pacific Northwest. Oh, They're not We Yankees. weren't even a part of the U.S. at that point in time. I, I am not a Yankee. Ever heard of Manifest Destiny? Um. Wow. <laughs> oh, that was derailing. We, sorry. Good job. So, hey, Texas is not exactly better in that perspective. So. You said it, not me. Yep. Anyway, so Godzilla. Godzilla. No, uh, so, yeah, unfortunately, uh, I think the only way they would do Shin Godzilla 2 is if they got Hideaki Anno back, and he probably won't come back. So, because he's a weirdo. <laughs> he artistic. only likes to do one off projects, it seems like. Uh, one off projects, unless it's Ava, and then he's got to keep redoing it. Um, so. Yeah, exactly. Like, how many Avas are there now that are not, like, they're all reboots of one another? Well, we'll talk about that another time. Okay. We're talking about Godzilla today. Right. And so, as I said, this is episode two. City on the Edge of Battle, and um, this on Netflix now, which is on Netflix now. It dropped last week, uh, so that's okay. We're talking about it now. Pause this, go watch it, mm-hmm. then come back. I think yes, if you haven't, please do. But I think in general, people have probably seen this. If you they had an interest in it, uh, it if is you the thirty. 30- we'll find you. It is. <laughs> It is technically the 33rd theatrical Godzilla film. That's amazing. I know, wait, wait, right? Wait, theatrical. Well, um, it, I guess I just say I use that as a uh, as a um, caveat because because I mean it, it's kind of tough to consider. Like, okay, so is it 33rd including um, Godzilla 2014 and Godzilla 1988? Uh, I guess Japanese theatrical Godzilla film is what I should have. So this right. okay. in theaters in Japan. Yes. yes. All three of the anime films have limited theatrical runs. In, oh, gonna, that's limited. fantastic. I mean, they roll out the red carpet for this shit. When I was over there last November for the first episode, uh, they had a, 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 an inflatable Godzilla head on top of the entryway to the uh, Shinjuku train station. And yeah, you didn't bring that. That's home, amazing. Uh, don't look in the backyard. Uh, that, no, unrelated. That, is? unrelated. is that what that is? <laughs> no, those it's are those camping sh- materials. This is fine. <laughs> this, this is, is fine. fine. This is fine. Uh, so uh, last year, or rather a few months ago, we did. There was Godzilla: Planet of the Monsters was the first episode, and if you guys maybe recall, uh, the basic setup is that it's twenty thousand years in the future. Uh, humanity, uh, basically what was left of humanity, yes sir? Relatively. It's only been 22 years for the humans. On That's the true. But it's been 20,000 on the planet. Yeah. Thank you. This is why we have a round table. Nerds. <laughs> yes. So for the humans, because of time violation, it's only been 22 years, but it's 20,000 years on Earth, and in that time, Godzilla took over. Godzilla practically became the planet itself. Uh, or he's one with the planet. And as they say in this film, the entire environment has been reshaped around Godzilla. 
so now our characters, which are a motley crew of humans, Bilu Saludo and Exif, the two, those two races, of course, are references to older Godzilla movies, but we'll get to that. Yeah. I've got my expert over here. Quinn did his research. Like, as you say these names, like, he's leaning closer and closer to the microphone. He's so excited. He wants to say the words. <laughs> I'm just glad that there's not video. <laughs> Oh man, I'll have to take a group shot before we're done. Um, like, like I need y'all to understand really quickly. Like, like, like Matt is just a walking dictionary, so he's always prepared for something like this. I come and I just, I kind of hope for the best. Usually, I've been drinking, but Finn <laughs> has brought his laptop and like his notes that he has made. <laughs> I'm pulling all of this from memory, just like Matt. No, it's he gives me total nerd envy. Like yes. I'm not worthy of well, this. There's a I reason know. why Quinn and I have stayed friends after meeting in the line for uh, the Godzilla screening. At that's a shirt you were wearing, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> at the line we met at the line. Oh, we, I talked about this last time, but we met at the line uh, waiting for Godzilla: King of the Monsters. Uh, the well, not King of the Monsters. Yeah, uh, Gojira. Go- Gojira, the original Gojira at South by Southwest. Four years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it was 2014 because it was also the world premiere of Godzilla 2014 footage. Yes, they were showing the footage. It was awesome. Yes, Gareth Edwards was there. So... interviewed him. um, That's right, I did. It was fun. Uh, So, uh, this is, of course, the second episode where, because at the end of the previous episode, you should have watched it by now. Yes. You didn't go watch it. Spoilers for episode one. Spoilers for episode one. They killed Godzilla... Turns out, End quote. it was a Godzilla. It wasn't. It was mini Godzilla. It was baby Godzilla, yeah. basically. Yeah, Godzilla. Phileas. Phileas is what the official term is. What's that, honey? Phileas. Yeah, that's son. the official term. Phileas means son. Oh. In Latin. Sorry. In Latin. Thank you. I'm a little tired today, guys. It's okay. It's all right. Uh, How dare you not be hyper proficient in Latin? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, in episode two, we pick up where the last film left off, where. The uh, the survivors have been scattered because this giant Godzilla, which is now called Godzilla Earth, um, has risen and has been like, "Bitch, please get off my lawn." Yes, my lawn is also me. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is me. Yes. So, um, and what happens is, uh, oh, and just to give some quick credits to the production, this is um, written by Genorobuchi and directed by uh, both Kobun Shizuno and Hiroyuki Sashita, who are friends on Twitter. Um, <laughs> and uh, we, uh, he retweets my stuff sometimes. Um, so, uh, that means you're friends. We were friends. You're practically him. besties at this point. I Let's know. Be honest. So, uh, yeah, they. So the, the the heroes wake up, including Haro, our main character, our angry. What did we we have a nickname for him? Just angry child or something uh, like possibly. Yeah, he, he was, was just so shouty at the last. He was a mad typical boy. emo boy. It's fine. He oh was my the God, yes. He, he has all the feels. The, the hair in the face. Yes. Yeah. To be fair, Godzilla did kill his fans. He was the walking. He's not just a chip on. She's not. He doesn't just have a chip on his shoulder. He is a chip <laughs> looking for a shoulder. Looking for a shoulder in Matt face. Oh, Matt face. Matt face is our well our characters uh, slowly all back come back together mostly thanks to the intervention of the hotua or hotua hotua Quinn sure okay um, <laughs> I will accept it people. well they they are descendants of of humanity essentially well they kind of descendants of humanity because they have quote unquote insectoid features in that they have 
powder that comes out of their skin. They communicate through telepathy, telepathy or high pitched noises and stuff. They it's worship weird. a basically giant humans egg. got sprinkled with mothra dust, and now they're shiny and fabulous <laughs> in a way that's so much better than Twilight, and they're amazing, and I love them, and I'm here. For them. I love how much you love them. I love them so much. So the, uh, and then there's a bit of a ticking clock because if the, 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 the ship, the mothership is still in orbit, the Aratrum, is that how you pronounce it? I, again, it's Latin. Yes. Anyone Which, who cared about Latin pronunciation has been dead for hundreds of years. <laughs> Quinn, how do you, what does Aratrum mean though? It's actually an old, uh, plow designation that uh very simple stone and i i think it's a neat touch that uh humanity kind of the diaspora into space is spreading seeds with, of yeah, humanity right basically. so it's very uh, thematically clever. appropriate yeah. it's yeah and and that's the thing and we're gonna get to ho'utua i just see it right there uh we're gonna get to more of the world building here in a second but basically uh the basic setup of this movie is that um once everybody comes comes together uh the uh ho'utua uh, rather, the two girls, who are essentially our new Mothra fairies, uh, Miana and Maina, uh, lead them to... There's a city that's hidden in the mountain, basically hidden in the crater of Mount Fuji. Turns out, it's it's a city made out of Mechagodzilla, who was originally built with nanometal by the Bill of Saludo, yep. the, one of the alien races. Uh, their whole and, and it turns out, oh, everything still works. This nanometal has just been evolving this whole time. It's evolved past anything they could have possibly thought of. We now have a weapon to fight this supersized giant Godzilla. This is all fine. What could possibly go wrong? Dun dun yeah. dun dun dun. Pay no attention to the manacle laughter that the Villa Saludians make <laughs> as soon as they discover the nanometal. They practically started salivating. Yeah, they their enthusiasm was like. Kind of infectious, you might say. Uh, it's in my skin. Um, so, yeah. So basically, uh, I don't want to go too much into spoilers just yet. Uh, really? Because that was like the whole. Well, anyway, there's some little twists to what happens, and okay. what's up? Nothing. Well, I mean, again, you really I feel like should we had go this watch discussion this. last time too. We were like, yeah, "Oh, we're not going to go into hard, spoilers," and then we went like, "It's way, way hard to talk spoilers. about this well, movie I mean, in particular without spoilers." I feel like if you 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 need to just we already said pause it, go ahead and watch it. Okay, fuck it, we'll talk about spoilers. I think this is um, exactly the conversation that happened. Last I episode think too. so too. <laughs> so okay, um, so easily swayed by the crowd and the peer pressure. I know <laughs> he's magical. I am. Um, <laughs> I'm a magical girl. So, okay. Uh, in a nutshell, I really think that the big thing that a lot of us, or I know I was really enchanted was by the world building. Yes, 100%. Yes, I, I really like the. Uh, I thought that the the they really built on the relationship between the races, the 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 Earthlings, the Bill Saludo, and the Exif, and they really and of course they introduced the Hotua, the Mosser people, uh, who have their own culture and their own way of doing things. So I don't know. I just thought it was. I I I thought overall it was it was pretty pretty cool, but I just thought that the world building is we're talking about like like. Quinn, yeah, you were the you were the research uh, the 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 uh, the researcher for this episode. Yeah, I I I really like all of the touches that they um, and the references that they make. And having gone back and rewatched some of the relevant movies, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla from 1974, etc. Um, Invasion of the Astro Monster. Yeah, um, did you watch another one or just those two? Uh, Terror of Mechagodzilla. Is oh just yeah, because I wanted to get as much simian. 
as yes. possible. So for those who don't know, the Bill of Saludo and the Exif are references to the Simeons, quote-unquote. I don't know if that's their official name, but that's kind of what the fans started right, calling yeah, them. Right, I think that's like a Terror of Mechagodzilla thing. Like it, they, weren't, they weren't reference. They're just... Aliens from the third planet from the black hole. Right, because... In, in Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. In that movie, they built Mechagodzilla because they were trying to take over Earth. Because their planet was being sucked into a black hole, and they're like, we only have a, we have X amount of time to conquer another planet. But we're going to be dicks about it, though. Right. Like, the leader of the simians in Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, he's sipping cognac, he's smoking on a cigar... He's awesome. I love him. Yeah. And and then the Exif are, of course, a reference to the planet X-Aliens from Astro Monster. And they're and very... Kind of later Godzilla Final Wars. But, and a little bit of Final uh, Wars. Uh, they are still planet X-Aliens. Right. They're just a little... Just to handle a little bit differently. And the idea is that... Which I, I felt it was interesting that they kind of mix their roles. They switch their roles a little bit. Because the... Bilisaludians, uh, in this were very, they were very dedicated to logic, even though they were very much more mustache twirling, cackling maniacally evil in the original movies. Right. But in this, they were more like, what's, what's logical? What's scientific? Right. What, what, what is the, the best result that we can get? Out right. Of yeah, with the resources stuff. that yeah. we have. And and it, it was actually originally it was the X Planet X aliens, the Xif that were super logical, logical, Vulcan-esque right. and they they were literally governed by computers. Right. But I think the way they reference that in this is that the Xif they do use a computer, the Gamatron. Yeah, the Gamatron. Yeah, that um that's totally not talking to King Ghidorah this whole time. <sighs> Oh, oh I right? Wouldn't oh. that be a fucking nuts? Oh, I didn't I, even think about that. And, yeah, like an aside, <laughs> real quick. Um, you use the the Gematron is a computer like program that communicates with their god, and it's it was actually, from what I understand, like it, they the Bill of Saludians actually helped them design the current system. Yes, yeah, so, well, the Bill of Saludians based their systems so, off of the Exif system. Right, so, so yeah. um, and the way that they hear communications from their god, uh, it, like, the way, like, the... Morgan's eyes are bugging out of her head right now. syntax they use is very similar to how the Huotoas refer to communications from Mothra in this film. So the egg, I, pro- the egg think, proclaims Yeah, I think and- that... It's like they're just outright saying that the Exif are more than they're letting on, and they're actually like the heralds of King Ghidorah. So, yeah, yeah. Spo- possible spoilers for episode blown. three. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. this I changes just, so much. I remember uh, when when Jennifer and I watched the movie, and at the very end, spoilers. The very, very, very end, the post-credit sequence. Um, well, there's actually, oh man, I actually really like that scene. Yeah, where no, it's very Matt Face. Matt Face is um, whispers all sultry in his ear. It's so clear that that Haruo wants him some exif dick, and um, he I ship it. Yeah, because he's always worried and always asking, "Where is Matt Face? Where is he? Where is he?" Consistently, they would make a very balanced power couple i think like <laughs> i could see that you know the the really, ing- like- ingenuity of making the battle plans and the logic and faith base together mm-hmm. i mean what is Haro a power now bottom now though quinn has blown my mind with like <laughs> These new the the ways that it the could theories. possibly go. I'm, I'm, I'm saying no. It's going to be much I think, more complicated. Just a Godzilla theory. But Matt still. faces like calm assertiveness will totally be the top. 
Well, that's what I meant. Is that Haruo is is a oh, but he's okay. I got you. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's fine. No, but there's this great scene where stuff. he leans in and he whispers the name, and I love the way he describes it because Ghidorah is something that compared to Godzilla. Not even Godzilla's not even worth fearing, right? Compared to King Ghidorah, and I just think that's a really interesting. But I think though that uh, so okay, and I've talked about this. I think with each of you, um, a lot of Godzilla fans don't like these movies, and Why? it's because they aren't monster versus monster. It's because I, I mean I'm not going to say that definitively, uh, but I'm gonna say that I think that's a main problem because, uh, and to be fair, Toho did use Mechagodzilla a fair bit in the marketing for this movie, and they even made a new Mechagodzilla figure. That's oh, yeah, because there was not actually a Mechagodzilla in this. You, yeah, you, you never... See you see flashes of, of him head. in the first one. Yeah. You yeah. see the front of its head for a second, yeah, which is his eyes never head. light up or anything. Yeah, that's it. So... And you could argue that the whole city is Mechagodzilla because it's programmed it specifically to that's destroy Godzilla. Is, but also when you say that, like, it's still not... Mecha Godzilla. And that's what I think a lot of fans are really disappointed by, that it wasn't just a punch-up between Godzilla and Mecha Godzilla that we've seen five times. But I get it. I get it, but... You mean we can't tell Batman's origin story of his parents dying in the beginning of every single DC movie forever? But I if can't... they don't show it to me, I'll forget. I can't think about that anymore in, with a straight face because I saw Teen Titans go to the movies and there's a fucking Batman's parents dying joke that is horrifying. Dang. I'm not going to talk about it here. You've okay. got to go see it. Got to go see um, it. So that movie is great for... DC fans, but they'll never see it because hey, hey, he days go. Um, anyway, but I, 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 here's the thing. Feelings. I think the other reason that a lot of fans uh, kind of are not super down with this movie is the characters are a little dry. It's not really about fair. They're they're not really. It's not really about them as characters. They're kind of mouthpieces for Gamma Rabuchi's script. <laughs> so, but it's but that's interesting though. Yeah, like as, yeah, like them as characters as as individual people. Yeah, that's a little bit on the dry side. But they're using their time in this world to have these intense philosophical discussions with themselves and with each other, and I think that's fascinating. Yeah, sure. I think one of my favorite ways of looking at things like this. And Matt, you and I have talked about this a fair piece. Sure. Um, the first analogy that jumps into my head is the, uh, oh, what is it? The, the vampire chronicles from, um, interesting. Anne Rice. Oh, she, okay. Her character, Marius goes through the ages, learning to paint in the style of every generation because oh. he loves art and painting and right. loves, being able to learn the current generation so that he can continue to have value in life and move on. Mm-hmm. I feel like this series is doing the same thing. Mm. It's taking a genre, a medium, and articulating it in a different medium, in a different right, s- right. like art set, in order mm. to stay current and appeal to a completely different and new audience, which I think is what will keep it alive and bring new people to it. You you can't always just appeal to the same people that you've had watching it forever. Marvel. You, you want <laughs> to bring new life to it and to get more people interested in it and keep it fresh and current and appealing. And I don't think that you're sacrificing the original 
people that were the fans of this genre by trying to cast a wider net and bring more people into the fold and give them something that is relatable to them, but brings them into the genre. Like me. Like, I'd never watched much of of this genre at all before you and I started going through these. Sure. But I love it. Like, every time I watch one of these, I walk away wanting to know more, wanting to do more research, wanting to watch more films and get more background and learn more things about all these worlds. Can I begin to tell you how happy that makes me? (laughs) (laughs) And I... I don't know. As a long-time Godzilla nut, I really liked how this movie played with expectations a little mm-hmm. bit and how it did give us a different look at Mecha Godzilla and a different look at uh human alien relationships. And I'm really sure. glad that the like the the sinister foreboding from episode 1, especially when I think it's Galagu mm-hmm. and uh Metfees are talking to each other about yes. their what their race's plans for Earth were eventually yeah. Or, or originally before shit went down, sure, was that the EXIF were going to brainwash humanity and basically take over through bring them religion. into their fold, essentially. right, and bring them into the fold because they didn't have their own planet anymore because it was destroyed by I don't know a certain gold, some unnamed dragon. being we're never going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then uh, Metfees brings up well, like uh, to the Bill Saludian. Once, once you beat Godzilla with Mecha Godzilla, who were you going to turn the jaws of Mecha Godzilla against anyway? And they just kind of laugh it off, and they're like, "Oh, well, that was in the past. We can't do anything about that now." We're not going to talk about episode that. Two. Don't even I, worry I, about it. I really feel like, uh, in spite of just as a fan, I really I, I, there's a big part of me that did want to see this giant Godzilla fight another giant monster, but. I, I actually, I, I feel like the movie delivered on a lot of stuff that I was hoping for, which was, oh, we are expanding on the world building and on these characters and on these alien races and the way these aliens function culturally. And Haro is really questioning his place in all this. Mm-hmm. He said exactly what we were saying last episode, which was he got a lot of people killed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's all for a vendetta. As right. well. Like he he acknowledges the fact that he's being fueled off of I hate Godzilla and I hate that he killed my parents and I hate that he chased us away from our homeland. This right. is a total grudge match. Yeah. Total. Yes. For and, ages. and now and I thought that was something very, very interesting. Very interesting. Uh Yuko. Girl. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we know, we know. Now, uh, I, I feel like, now again, I just, I really like Genorobuchi as a writer. I think he's got a really unique eye for stuff and he, um, is, uh, he really knows how to, he knows how to subvert your expectations and he knows how to write something compelling at the same time. And one thing that he did was, okay, first of all, okay, spoilers, Yuko kisses Haruo. Ew. <laughs> and it's uh, so ama- it immediately co- now it's clear that Haro cares for Yuko and he's yeah. wants to protect her wants or to not- show her a whole new world that is the world yes that is Godzilla. Uh, yes but that's does not- he though I didn't he says I he does. that he says he does. would a guy tell a girl something <laughs> and not I think be- he just I think he cares for her but He's so clearly not into it when she kisses him. Yeah. Like, like no reaction, total stone face, and you know he's thinking about Matt face the whole time. (laughs) 
so I mean, he immediately time. runs to go see him. He does. So. Yes, he's because like, he's feeling um, very confused. And the twin that rescued him was advisor. very upset. Yes, that's right. Myna. Uh, no, no. Miana. Miana, Miana was the one because Miana scowls a lot. Yeah, yeah. Miana is the, the growly one. It's the like a love square or like a love trident at this point. Is, oh, yeah, because it would be like five, a five point to well, this like point. The three, peop- the three people that like him and him. So it's like three prongs and a prong. Okay, there you go. Yeah, that's fair. Um, trident. So, yes. Poke it in your circle. Whoa, whoa. Uh, that's episode three. Okay, yeah. Getting ahead of yourself. So, uh, but, but the thing. Cute. So Yuko made a really interesting point where she was talking about how, oh, Haruo, you're our hope and you're my hope. And she said something very interesting was I was like, really? When she says you can stay angry. And I was like, I don't know about that. That it sounds like not a great quality in someone that they can stay angry. I think it shows how naive she is. Because That's then... Fair. That's fair. Because th- it's, it's like the biggest thing about him, but it's also the thing he has a lot of doubt about. So I feel like she immediately wants to be like, no, no, it's fine. Everything's great. You're yeah, perfect. You're great the you're, way you are. You're anime protagonist. You're supposed to be angry and vin- vin- vendettaful. Yeah. Uh, Cut to later, they're having the conversation with the Bill of Saludians, so it's, beca- it's broken down into an argument, because some Bill of Saludians are giving themselves over to the nanometal and becoming part of Mechagodzilla City. Parallel processing. Woo! Yeah, brains! <laughs> um, and Yuko goes to their side of the table and stands with the Bill of Saludians, and you can see Haru is like, uh... That was surprising. And yeah. And I was- thought maybe... A little too surprising. Like, you think so? I, I didn't anticipate her having that response based on what we'd seen of her, her and her character so far. It felt a little bit convenient for the plot, but I might have missed something. I didn't. I saw this. I saw this in two chunks because I saw it really late at night and I fell asleep. But you were cooking for like two hours, honey. I understand. Yeah. We, nobody's judging you, honey. We've been eating your we've been eating your strawberry combo oh my on God, the it's so ice cream. Good. So, oh my, it's pretty good. Um, so anyway, uh, I just I I picked up on her saying, "Oh, well, she was already idolizing Haro." She and then she says, "OMG, you can stay mad. You're so sexy. Oh my God!" And then when Haro starts to again turn away from that. From what was clearly there could possibly kill Godzilla, she is like, no, no, we're going all in. We're going all in, and he's like, uh. And then she almost dies, and he has to save her. Shock. Yes. So it's going to be really interesting to see coming, how those things play yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, now, I I thought that now that obviously we haven't talked about Godzilla a whole lot in this because there's not a whole lot of Godzilla in this episode. Yeah, this is, Very this true. is you know this is the development of of the world and the characters in the world leading up to the climax, the battle. Yeah. yeah, I will say I wonder, and this is coming with my like modicum of knowledge of any of the Godzilla backstories. Mm-hmm. I wonder if now that the Bellosaludians have kind of mind melded into Mecha Godzilla metal, mm-hmm. if maybe. The next step in that melding will be they basically take over the Mecha Godzilla and become oh, the Mecha Godzilla. So, like, it maybe the long con there is they will harness it by becoming it, and then you'll get your Godzilla on Godzilla battle. That was my original thought. Not bad. What that would I would be, really... that would be an interesting MacGuffin if that's yeah. what happens. Interesting twist. I think it would be really cool if. 
Here's a key. King Ghidorah shows up, fights Godzilla, loses a head, crashes into the, the Godzilla and the, the, the nanometal makes Mecha King Ghidorah. But if we had a if we had a fourth movie, if we had a fourth movie. That would be the Quinn like deep cuts, especially because I know Engirasu is not showing up. I know you heart your Engiras. Um So I think probably that's oh, man. See, the thing is, is that I because this is such a deconstruction of the genre. I don't know if we're gonna get a big kaiju versus kaiju fight, which would be fine. Which if they can handle it, interestingly, I. Because you know that big wall that they go to talk through and put their hand on, and it's got the big carving on it? Mm-hmm. That's Mothra's egg. Yeah. Yep. I thought it was just a wall. No, it turns out that's just the that's surface the area egg. of the fucking egg. Yeah. And that's just really interesting to me. But the thing that... Uh, but the thing is, is that we've been talking about them channeling Ghidorah through the Gematron. The Gematron. Right. Now, at, at the at the end of the credits, when they have the scene where the symbol of the EXIF, which is this star shape with these little things these going little, through yeah. it. These little yellow, jaggedy, wiggly, lightning bolt-looking yes. things going on It here? makes a really interesting case for, like, so, okay, what if this is all Metfees' plan? Because he wants to actually destroy Ghidorah and free his race. And he's working towards, like, luring Ghidorah Ghidorah to Earth, and then Godzilla kills Ghidorah or something. Or Or mutually assured destruction. I'm thinking maybe he was, like, he was on board with the destruction thing when they first came to Earth, and they're like, eh, this dinky little monster thing, we'll help you with that. But then, like, like, everything went to shit, he went on this big journey with them. I think that's about the time that he, that he fell in romance with Haru. Yeah. And I think now he's changed his mind about his entire race's plan, and he's going to be the MacGuffin, where, like, in in this episode, a little bit, in a in a wonderfully complex way, and not like a ho-ho, twirly mustache, evil, evil, but in a wonderfully complex way, we lost the Billa Saludo. Like, they, mm. they turned, in a way, on, on the protagonist. Yes. And so now we've "Quote unquote, quote unquote, we've lost them. Like mm-hmm. like those char- those named characters that we're familiar with are gone. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, and yes, Thank I'm you. thinking <laughs> in the third one that that amazing right. plot twist that I didn't know about. Yeah. And you said things. I think that's what's going to happen, and we're going to lose the exit, except for Metfees. I think he's like on board with Haro, and that I little, hope so. that little medallion thing that he was getting repaired. Like I'm that thinking, that's to, like a GPS or like Kadora come yeah. here, yeah. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. yeah, and then he shows up and ah, yeah, yeah. just like that. yeah, it's it's his uh, because they have another one that they have on the ship that's a they have the larger main, scaled up. Yeah, the this larger is his, like, personal conduit yeah. for Gamatron. Yeah, so maybe he's going to interfere with a signal or... Like, it's, he's, y'all, y'all have a much higher opinion of Metfees than I do. I think we he's... I think he's going to do the heel face turn. No. Or not, not heel face turn, a heel turn. No. And he's going to... Okay, and he's, he's going to... No, they're going to get married. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think that the big thing uh, at the Betting end pool starts is, now. Is are they going to make out? Right. Well, I <laughs> I was going to say, is Haro going to wind up having to help Godzilla? Because that will bring his arc full circle unless he actually does find a way. Okay, so the ending of this really lines up with the basic 
the basic message of the end of the original Godzilla, which you haven't seen yet, but uh, we'll watch it. Um, Spoilers for a movie that came out in 1954. Um, <laughs> I'm late to the party. Jeez. Well, I don't want to spoil it too much for Jen. No, it's fine. Do it. Okay. Well, the uh, a, a major character basically sacrifices themselves to kill Godzilla, but it's more. I know, right? It's totally gonna My be heart. More, My heart. It's more. There's more to it than that because the idea is. Stopping Godzilla, but in such a way that doesn't prevent a worse monster from rising, which is what happened at the end of this. Uh, Haro stopped Mechagodzilla from basically being reborn and taking over the planet. Right. But Godzilla went free. Godzilla survived and had to briefly become a son in order to do it. But anyway... So I I don't know. I just... just, So you're saying they're pulling a King Kong? You think you're fighting King Kong uh, the whole time, but in real reality, he's all that stands between you and a worse fate. See, I... And then you become bros with him, and you're all sad that he doesn't get the girl, and that the whole... <laughs> the anyway, whole thing. the whole thing. You were so upset by that. I was so mad! <laughs> that, that, uh, what's her name, um... Didn't uh, buzz off to uh, go live with Kong. Uh, uh, Brie Larson, that's it. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I feel like we've we've covered a lot of it. Um, uh, Quinn, you had a lot of notes. Was yeah. there anything else you wanted to touch on? Um, I thought it was interesting that Godzilla has two very distinct roars in this mm. film. Um, it's a point he, that Godzilla fans notice. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure everyone that's like hardcore Godzilla nuts like we are yes. noticed that. And uh, I'm just, I'm wondering, I'm going to start searching the internet more, but I want to see if that was, like, what the purpose behind the two different roars was. Because when he first wakes up, it's this very... 1999. Um, the new yeah. Millennium Roar. Yeah. Well, um, so the, the the very first roar is actually just uh, like a reverb effect. It's just... Oh, it that, does, the second roar is... When oh, he when he wakes up classic, in this movie. In right. This movie, when, he, yes. when big Godzilla Earth wakes up, he has a very atypical, not standard Godzilla roar. And then he has a second roar later on that's, that's, that, that has yeah. the edited bass effect. It's interesting. I'm I'm... I'm. I don't know if there's that much. Uh, if they thought. put that much thought into it, Fair. but it, it, I mean, maybe they did. It's Genrobuchi. I really like that he has a sonic roar now. Yeah. If he doesn't uh, even want to bother um, charging up for his breath. atomic breath, he just goes like. I can literally just make sounds, and that will hurt you. It's so loud that it just it blows out your speakers. Like it, the the sound actually <laughs> distorts when he when he does it, and I think that's a really nice touch. Don't watch this with headphones. Ooh. I remember, and I've said this before. I was in the theater when I saw episode one, and Ooh. when Godzilla, when Godzilla Earth comes out of the Earth, uh, and he roars, he was so loud we were all like, mm, like, like leaning hair back. blew back. Actually, yeah, yes. I'm just, jeez. So, uh, but yeah, um, I've actually, I think, did you watch the dub? Because you guys, I watched the dub. Japanese. Language. We watched the dub. Yeah. Okay, you watched with, the Japanese with version. English subs both times. Okay. Uh, that I saw it, and I watched a little bit of the English just to catch um, uh, some things. Some things, yeah. But yeah, uh, I, I thought the dub is pretty good. Oh, I, I think the dub is is. I, I think people kind of are a little too quick to throw out all dubs as equally suspect. And I don't know. I thought they did a pretty good job with uh, this uh, voice cast of mostly unknowns. Not not so much unknowns, but a lot of newcomers and new faces. Like we talked about it last time, but. Christina V is Yuko, and she's the voice of Ladybug. Oh, okay. And uh, that's just that's just nice. And um, 
Uh, yeah, but there's not a whole lot to talk about there that we haven't already uh, talked about. Um, I don't know, just like... Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Takayuki Hattori was the uh, composer on this. He um, The music is fantastic. It Especially is delightful. The synthwave track that happens when they activate Mechagodzilla is so good. I thought it was about to break out a song. Yeah, no, no, yeah. It's like, yeah, like in the... Oh, man. I think that... From the moment that the um, the Huatua, the the Mothra people, mm-hmm. mention the Mecha Godzilla city as poison, I think that the movie shifts into a much more successful, much more interesting and compelling mm. story. And I just like everything from that moment on significantly more than what comes before it. Because what comes before it is basically more of episode one. Like, we, we see... We're going to fight the little Godzilla monsters that fly and the little Godzilla yeah. monsters that walk on the ground. And I, the, yep. I just, I, I really enjoyed the Billa Saludian characters. I really enjoyed the, the Faustian bargain that they make with the nanometal and the fact that the nanometal is its own character. Um, yeah. It does, it doesn't, so it's not like, like the cloak of levitation and Doctor Strange. It doesn't get like, <laughs> as much of a personality, but it's certainly... It's its um, own force. It makes decisions that are counter to what the Billisaludians' original plan was. And they adapt to that because they acquiescence to this is the superior being, this is the superior intelligence. Mm. And I just thought that that was a really interesting sci-fi story to tell. Yeah. Well, I've been saying that this is basically... Sorry, uh, I was just saying that this is basically... um, Godzilla by way of Star Trek or right. Mass Effect or yeah, something. Yeah, this is like, this is a hard sci-fi, sci-fi story. Godzilla. Yeah, and Godzilla is, and that's another thing that a lot of people, a lot of a lot of fans are a little Meh about is that is that it's not really about. And Morgan actually pointed this out after we wa- we finished watching it today was that it's not about Godzilla. Right. It's not. He's not really a character. He's a little bit of one. You get a little bit of the of his ferociousness and his intelligence that he yeah. isn't a he isn't just a mindless killing machine. He's he adapts to. Fight and he has very expressive, very human-looking eyes. Yes, which I love which those is, bright is, baby blue eyes. Yeah, it's, it's it's a very nice touch, and they they did it in episode one. I felt like this was. I'm sorry, I keep, no, I keep cutting you off. I felt like this is also a, a considerably more visually impressive uh, movie than the last one because the last one was almost purely greens, blues, and purples with that sunset splash of orange. Yeah. Splash of orange. This one was steely grays and greens and then you have the Hotoas who have all these colors in them and they're all warm colors and then you have Godzilla who goes from his cool green color to this burning yeah the burning like red orange like oh I love that scene so much and especially when he just cuts loose and it's just beep 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 so fucking a yeah very cool um I feel like there's not a whole lot we we can really cover. I feel like we've... I think let's go... What's up? I have a thing. Tell me. Tell me what the thing is. I was really, really, really happy with the archery in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're so excited about that. Somebody. I knew you would be. Yes. So, being a total and complete archery nut now... Mm-hmm. Um, I've watched so many movies just because I know they are archery-based, and 9.9 times out of 10, the archery in them is total shit. <laughs> just, to, like, I watched it. There was a some sort of historically-based documentary that was all about Eastern Asian archery, and they had all of the bows strung backwards. Ooh. Like, bows bent Bam. exact opposite way recently, and it was, it was this big controversy in the archery community. Interesting. It was this whole thing. 
So watching this movie was great for me because they got everything right. Whoever did that aspect, thank you for doing your research. The way they held the bows was right. The way they shot off the bow, they shot off the right side of the bow, (laughs) not the wrong side. They shot off their thumbs. They used thumb draw. I'm really glad you noticed all this. Everything they used was great, and that never, ever happens. I've never watched a movie that all the archery was right and on point for the style and the culture of the people, and this was all on point. weirdly happy. It made me so happy. Like, I watched a movie recently that was, um, there are a lot of movies on Netflix that um, are, like, Indian folklore, Mm -hmm. and most of them use, like, modern recurve bows that they've taken the like plastic or whatever fiberglass handles and like covered them in fabric and called it a day. So you know it's a modern bow, but they're shooting in this like 1400s or like the thousands and it's just it's just awful and very painful to watch, but this was all really beautifully done and very respectful and it made my little nerd heart happy. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks guys. I'm so glad to hear that. And, and and that's more evidence to the fact that the people who are making this clearly give a shit. Right. They, they put a in shit. a lot of effort. Really you're trying to make the trying to make the best movie they can for what must be a pretty limited budget because I'm no, I, I'm, I have an eye for this sort of thing. I notice a lot of reused scenes and a lot of reused reaction shots, especially in the final battle where there's a lot of quick editing. And there's a lot of the same shot of a character's head moving or a character reaction or even Godzilla himself roaring. They kind of reuse a lot of those same scenes. And that's just more evidence that that, like... And, and I think it's also one of the reasons why we haven't seen another giant monster is because the movies just don't have the budget for it. Yeah. And that's why I'm thinking I'm... I'm they probably saved it all for number three, then. Uh, I don't want... I don't think people should get their hopes up, because it I think that... Go, it could go one of two ways, as uh-huh. far as I can tell. They, they'll either do a thing like the Bill Saludians, where it's this total deconstruction, and it's through the characters, as opposed to being through a monster. Or they'll just say, fuck it, and King Ghidorah is here. But the... Amothra. Uh, but uh, the poster there there's been uh, there's been uh, they already were putting out posters for the third episode and it's um, the front of it are three burning dragon like um, snaking heads kind of just going down but they're very ethereal they're not they don't have physical form they just look like they're made out of energy or flame or something it's and not a berserk reference sure <laughs> and then if you turn it on the back it's the symbol of the exif with the little star thing in that electrical yep. thing so we'll see but um I was checking out the uh, I was checking out some of the uh, critical reception and unfortunately IGN looks like they gave it a 4.5 indicating a bad rating but I'm reading this, and it's like, we never really understand what the protagonists are fighting for. Uh, they're Earth. trying to really? kill Godzilla? Really? Um, and there's not even a satisfying scene of urban destruction, a Godzilla staple. Which is like, again... Destruct- this is, that's so cliche. This is 20,000 years after all the urban... That, to destroyed. me, speaks exactly to what you've been telling me recently about people that don't really know much about the genre, but want to say they're fans, who come in and go, oh, well, this isn't a movie that's just monsters destroying each other, I'm out. I never. I, I, I appreciate that. I never want to be a gatekeeper. I never want to uh, belittle somebody's enjoyment of a film. But if you're going to sit there and complain about this Godzilla movie didn't have X, Y, and Z in it, and if your complaints are 
Your complaints indicate... If it doesn't have X, Y, and Z, it's not a Godzilla film. Drives me fucking nuts when people yeah. say that shit. That drives me um, nuts about anything. Sure. Any genre, no matter what it is. So, I mean, you know what? Naoya Fujita here is entitled to his opinion on IGN, but uh, I'm sorry, I just don't agree. And that's no. fine. We're free to disagree, yeah. but... The third, is subjective. The third film should be coming out in November, uh, which means I'm probably going to get to see it while I'm over there. I'll report back. Jealous. Um, uh, but uh, the title is going to be Gojira Hoshiwoku Mono, which uh, can vary, has various translations, but I, I prefer Godzilla Eater of Stars. Hell yeah. So it's going to be yeah. really interesting to see, because obviously King Ghidorah is going to be in it, but yes. we don't know what capacity Ghidorah is going to be in it. So it could just be, it could be another weird deconstruction that fans are going to hate. So I think that this is going to be looked back on, hopefully at best, as an interesting experiment. And yeah, it's I a, hope it's it a opens the door for story. more. Yeah, I want weird shit in this genre. Like Godzilla, okay. Try new things. Have fun with it. We're going to talk about God, the trailer for Godzilla King of the Monsters here in a second. But uh, I, I, when Shin Godzilla came out, I was like... Okay, when I say I want more of this, I'm not saying I want more necessarily more Shin Godzilla. I just want more weird shit in this genre. I want I just, I've seen Godzilla fight Mega Godzilla five times. I've seen Godzilla fight Mothra. I know, I know, no, it's but okay. I've seen Godzilla fight Mothra a fucking bunch, and <laughs> I was, I was like, uh. I've seen Godzilla show up, then another monster shows up, and then we decide that Godzilla is the lesser of two evils, Godzilla fights the other monster, and blah, 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 blah. I've seen right. it. I've seen it. It's great. I love it. Let's get yeah. some new shit in here. This is right. new. And it's fresh. It's unique. I like that. It's yeah. keeping it alive. Speaking of that, and I know we mentioned this earlier, but mm-hmm. Godzilla is literally the king of the monsters. Because of how the ecosystem has adapted to him, and basically, it's it's almost like a Godzilla versus Biollante thing, where like mm. everything has G cells, and yes, like I I love that that like they never outright say Godzilla King of the Monsters in this film, but they say it in so much that like they say all of the other creatures are subservient to him, and they're mm. they're expressing his traits because he's the dominant force and he's shaped the planet, the god of this ecosystem. Yeah, and I was just like, I thought that that was a really cool way of of a nod to his history and a nod to like what he means. In the lore. Well, remember in episode one, in the dub, yeah. they do call him the King of the Monsters. Right, the King of the Monsters. But not in this one, yeah. Right, yeah. Like, this, this, they, like, they, they show, they don't tell. They, like, yes. they show that he's Yay, the King of Yay, good filmmaking. What a concept. Yeah. I, I just had a crazy thought. What if they go fucking Unitron? No. Oh, oh wait, Jesus. <laughs> Damn. 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 at me. Um, what if they go Unicron with King Ghidorah, and it's like another planet? Unicron. Yeah. I know. You're a unicorn, though. Um, so can we have unicorns, though? No. Right? They're all dead. I want a big, a tricorn. giant a tricorn. unicorn kaiju to come in and be the one that saves everybody. I'm going to send you some some info later about some... Stuff that you you haven't seen yet. So oh, anyway, um, it exists. Yes. Yeah, but like so a planet-sized kaiju, like a planet-sized yes. King Ghidorah, or another, or maybe the planet, maybe Planet X yeah, comes in. A, come. Maybe it's Gorath. Maybe it'll be a Gorath reference. Okay, that shit that only he and I yeah. know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so it's actually uh, a hologram. I mean, gotta, I think that applies to weird shit. So yeah, sure. Let's fucking do this. Why not, Leroy? Um, <laughs> okay, we got a little bit of time left. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. Um, yeah. Um, let's talk about, well, okay, real quick, let's give our ratings for City on the Edge of Battle. Um, we'll start on that end with Morgan. Hi. Hi. Uh, are we doing, like, out of ten? Yeah, out of ten. Okay, I'm gonna do, like, 
seven philosophical debates out of ten. <laughs> this one, I liked this one so much more than the first one. The mm. first one had a lot of the, it, not unique to this franchise or even to Japanese animation or anything like that, but the first one had a problem that a lot of a lot of things that are meant to be a series do where they really rush that first act because they just want to get you. They want to get you in that world. You got to get in there. You got to get in there. Mm. And so then they kind of drop you in abruptly and you don't really have a good sense of this world or the history or the characters. And then to get you that, they just kind of spend a lot of time expositing at you. Mm-hmm. And it's it just feels very rushed. And the first one, I thought, was way too rushed. It felt underdeveloped. Like, the the world felt underdeveloped. It's almost all set up, but, like, not the setup you really want. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it, it just left me feeling kind of dull. Mm-hmm. And so I really didn't like the first one very much at all. And then this one I liked so much more because basically they took all the things that happened in the first one and they slowed down and they questioned themselves about it, which I really appreciated because in the first one, Haro is just emo shouty boy. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, I'm going to punch it. Don't punch it, Haro. Going to punch it. And then in this one, he's sitting the whole time going, but should, should I, I punch, punch it? <laughs> and I appreciated but that. But why like, punch? <laughs> so we got to slow down and we got to let the characters naturally, not like in a in like reading off some sort of script or some sort of research paper, we got to listen to the characters really sit and have discussions about like who who they are and how they function in this world and in this environment specifically and it felt like a much more naturally paced piece of piece of art, piece mm-hmm. of work of media. Sure. And so I was able to get a much better grasp on everyone. It, the, it developed very nicely, I thought. And maybe that's why I preferred, like, why a lot of maybe other Godzilla fans or other other action fans or whoever maybe wouldn't have liked this, because it is just a lot of people talking. It's a lot mm. of development. It's a lot, it's a lot of intense philosophical debates when they're like, guys, also there's like a monster... We should maybe do. We, can we do this later? Can we do this later, though? But 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 maybe later. Yeah. But I like that kind of stuff. So this sure. really appealed to me. I thought you know Haro getting torn in ten different directions on like where his own personal loyalties lie, like whether he thinks he's right, whether he thinks other people are right. All of this pressure being put on him, like he has to make these decisions when he's now got to the point where he's questioning himself. I thought that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I still think uh, the character of Yuko is a little bit, a little bit on the weak side. Like she's not a bad character. I feel like she. Ha- <laughs> I know. I feel like she has facets mm-hmm. which I appreciate, but they just feel slightly underdeveloped. Mm. But she serves her purpose, and I thought that she's functional to the plot. Yeah, well, yeah. and that's almost about it. That's almost. But, a- ah! but yeah. the the complexities of the Bila Saludo and their and their culture worked really well in this and I thought that was a fascinating choice where everything is just very gray like there's not any sort of like plotty plotty plot plot fingers haha it's mine now this planet anything <laughs> like that going on so I just I thought I thought the action was well paced when it was there I thought mm. the time they took to to have all the conversations where it was necessary uh, there's still a lot of tropes going on but you know what that's gonna happen no matter what and I just I really enjoyed this one, and I up until the post credit scene, I thought they were going somewhere very, very, very different in the third one. Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't think Ghidorah was going to be like a thing at all. I thought that was a throwaway line from earlier in the movie. You visibly then, no. shivered when he said the name, though, which I thought was really cute. Oh, um, it was really well delivered. He's uh-huh. a great voice actor. Ghidorah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I enjoyed it way more than the first one. I'm really looking forward to the third one now. I'm glad it's coming out in November. You give, it, you give it 7 out of 10 philosophical arguments? Yes. I like that. Awesome. Quinn? Uh, hot take. I was probably... I'll have to go back and rewatch our or re-listen to our first episode, but I was super hyped up and very positive about episode 1. Mm-hmm. And um, having gone back and rewatched it, I think I have... A more realistic view of of what that film did and what it is, mm-hmm. and uh, so I did enjoy this one more um, upon first viewing, and then upon reviewing both films, I I enjoyed episode two a lot more. Um, I enjoyed getting more of a taste. It do, it does what a good sequel does in that it gives you more of the world that you want, and it lets it it explores that. And as Morgan says, it kind of lets it sit and breathe more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I really did enjoy it, and um, I, uh, I'm i excited to see what the Exif's treacherous plot in Episode 3 ends What's up being. What's gonna happen? <laughs> um, because I, like, I just, I love these little sh- shout-outs to the lore of previous films, and I love getting to see the, the different aliens bounce off humanity and the... The, situ- the very dire situation that they find themselves in. It's a compelling sci-fi story that happens to have a giant monster or two in it. It's um, So I think it, it probably fails for some people just because it's not maybe what they were looking for. Mm-hmm. But I think that if you can go in with appropriately measured expectations and maybe an idea of, like allowing someone to experiment with the characters that you love and the stories that you love, you'll enjoy this a lot more. I give it eight Faustian bargains with nanometal out of ten. <laughs> nice. Excellent. Nice. Mayhem's Muse. I'm gonna give it 8.5 thirsty yaoi fanboys. <laughs> <laughs> For pure, cheap thrills, beautiful animation, fantastic soundtrack, mm-hmm. and the ability to make me walk away from a film both wanting more and wanting to go do a fuck ton of back-end research on... <laughs> back-end. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, hey, hey. On, like, the worlds and the previous stories and the characters and oh, you're getting all it. of that. Like, oh, I want it. Like, <laughs> I, I, Every single time Sounds we sit weird. down to watch something in this genre, I want more of it. Mm-hmm. But this particularly, this medium really <clears throat> hits me hard. I grew up watching anime. Sure. I, I love the look of it and the culture behind it. It gets me. It really gets me. Excellent. So I, and I, I am also having no expectation for where these storylines are supposed to go. I'm very excited to see what happens in the third one. I want more crazy archery shenanigans. I doubt I'm going to get them. Well, they're coming back. They're coming back. Um, Mothra, 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 and Mothra, <laughs> because yes. Um, yeah, very sh- excited about I'll it. I'll show you Rebirth of Mothra next time we hang out. Okay. You're going to love it. <gasps> so I good. Also, the Mothra trilogy. That, that's what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. 90s? Yeah. 90s trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm also putting this out into the universe. I will be cosplaying one of those twins. Hell yeah. It yeah. will be happening. I've already talked to my wig mistress. I've already got plans. Shit's going down. Awesome. I'm really excited. Yes. Yay. Uh, well, I guess that's on to me. Um, the, th- the thing is, is that I sit in an interesting and kind of frustrating place with my fellow Godzilla fans because I, I, I've argued with a lot of people about this movie and I, I just, 
I just don't really have any... I, I can understand where some of them are coming from, but then I watch the movie and I'm kind of like... I really feel like a lot of it just comes down to this not being a animated version of a pre-existing Godzilla movie, of Godzilla fighting something else. And the thing is, it's just not the direction they went with. They went with something where it's like, let's take advantage of this medium and do something aggressively different. And I I want more of that. Now, I think, I think if this was the only Godzilla thing out there right now... I think I probably would be a little more critical of it, because I'm like, really? This is what we got? Uh, but it's not. Take it for what it is. It's an experiment. It's trying something new. Try to go along with the ride. I know, it's so hard. You have to wait a, a whole ten months until Godzilla 2 comes out. Guys, just take it for what it is. If you don't like it, you don't like it. That's fine. I just think that it's got, it's got some really interesting questions about philosophy. It's got really interesting, um, uh, you know, it's got an, it's an interesting deconstruction of the genre. And I don't know, you guys pretty much hit the nail on the head, which is why I like having this little group here because we have my buddy Quinn, who's been a lifelong fan. We've got my wife who's been dragging this genre, kicking and screaming. And we've got, uh, Jen, who is a newbie, but is embracing it. Who's like, tra la I'm into it. I like the bug. Um, <laughs> I like all the cute yaoi fanboys. <laughs> and giant kaijus and Mothra. Mothra. Quinn. Anyway, um, I'm, I want to caution my fellow Godzilla fans, uh, from getting their expectations up too high for the next one for there being a monster fight. But I want you guys to go in with an open mind and just, 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 just go in as though there's no rules and everything's off the table. Like, they're, they're, they're doing weird shit with this. It's an anthology series, almost. It's, like, it's it's a compendium to the rest of Godzilla. It's yeah, not, it's a Godzilla what if. Right. And that's fine. We can do that. Uh, so, anyway, but my own personal feelings, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I've seen it three times now, and I love the ending. I think the ending's got a lot of... Got a lot of good octane, high octane adventure to it, and good fighting and stuff, and it's cool. Uh, I really, really want little chibi figurines of Maina and Miana. Um, I they don't think they made them yet. I'm looking. Okay, I keep checking eBay. I keep checking eBay. I so, want a diorama set of Haruo holding Yuko with the uh, nano metal tear <laughs> coming out. That was that was sick. I'm sorry. It's pretty. It's pretty it. fucking cool, actually. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just I think this thing is a lot going for it. I can understand though if you're kind of whatever about the characters and if you think that they're dry or whatever. And although to be honest, I can't help but think that that's maybe just a uh, it, maybe if you just didn't like the movie because it didn't have monsters versus monsters, and then you're just trying to find things more things about it to not like. But that also may be me. I may be being a little aggressive there because I really I really like this movie and I really want my fellow fans to give it a, a chance. But you know what? It's out. You can judge for yourself. Uh, and, um, yeah, I'm going to give it... Let's see. What kind of dumb reference can I make here? I'm going to give it 8 out of 10 uh, Peanuts albums. <laughs> and not uh, Mark Schultz. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I'll tell you later, Jen. Um, <laughs> I'm like... Do one of their songs like, real like quick. The Minskaraldi trio? The Peanuts were the, uh, the OG. pop duo. Oh. The OG pop yes, duo. Yes, yes, yes. So there you go. The fans will get that. Uh, all right, so real quick, because we're in an hour here, so let's, let's do this real quick and let's get out of Chris's house. Um, <laughs> 
um, Godzilla 2, King of the Monsters, the new trailer. Quinn is going into convulsions. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, many, so, mean, good. so good. So good. Oh, my God. Put your wallet under his tongue. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's Mothra in the waterfall. And, oh, my God. <laughs> yes. You got to put a wall in somebody's mouth and they're or having a seizure, it. right? Yeah. So that they I don't bite their tongue. I think if you put a big fat wall in someone's mouth that's going to exacerbate the choking, I think no, you gotta, no, you it keeps gotta, them from biting their tongue. Yeah. But like a wallet a thing. is not... Yeah, like they a, put like a big chunk of something. Like a big thing. wallet. Like a big leathery man wallet. Okay, <laughs> so we're going to move on. Okay, we're moving, <laughs> away. we're moving on to Godzilla 2. Yes. Uh, oh my so, god. Yeah. That trailer. As my, and I, I'm trying not to get too hyped. After the convulsions and everything, because, sure, sure. Uh, Mini game. As the much as has already come, Glenn. yeah, I know. Well I, I know. I just I'm gonna ride the train. I'm gonna watch it. I I tell myself every time a new movie comes out that I'm not gonna watch all of the trailers because I, I want to say I always end up watching all of them. And I've come this close to reading the leaked plot. Do on. not do don't it. Do it. Don't I'm do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Stay strong. Stay strong. I'm not gonna lie. I might do it. No, no, don't, do it. don't do it. I might do it. No, don't do it. But uh, can't stop you. But honestly, Godzilla Tooth. 2014 had a lot of disappointing things about it. As much as I loved it, I saw it in theaters nine times. Same here. Uh, Yeah, no, no. My wallet isn't, but I'm okay. Um, And I I did really like the movie, and in my opinion, it's got the best monster kill of all time at the very end. But uh, this, I don't see how they could fuck up from what they did in the trailer. Like, they'd have to really have some really lamely written characters and... I mean, have you seen Justice League? Like, it's possible. We don't talk about that movie. But, uh, <laughs> I, mean, I know, but just it's possible. Yeah, like, like the Justice, like, the any, Justice okay, League that's trailer fair. was not. That's fair. If anything, you're going to have a good movie with a shit trailer because a lot of trailers are shit nowadays. Suicide Squad. Yeah. Suicide Squad is, and, yeah, and that's that's what good I'm really trailer, hoping. Good trailer, shit movie because they ditched the script. Anyway, yeah. you had to find the one example, didn't you? To <laughs> I'm sorry, me. I have a big DC grudge. It's a, it's that's and fair. it's a strong example too, and that's what I'm really hoping doesn't happen is that we don't get. It's not gonna, it, but I don't see how it's possible. It's I pure. I don't see how it's possible. It's pure and it's gonna happen, and I love it. So Matt and I did a little like a reaction video for YouTube. Um. And he was like, do this with me, do this with me. I was like, whatever, sure. Some some Godzilla trailer, whatever. It was cute. Watch I, it. I watched your videos. I, I love that trailer. It was such a well-done, amazing trailer. And the funny thing is, like, when we when we did the reaction video, one of the things I said was, like, I'm excited for it. I don't know what's happening. Like, what is the story? <laughs> don't know what's going on, but I'm here for it. And I've had so many people answer that for me. Like, <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you so much, all you sweet, wonderful people that just want to help me and for me to know things. And think that they're talking to you in real time. Um, well, I mean, they might be if I'm reading it in real time. Sure. But, but I've had a little time to sit on it, and I think actually this the reason the trailer is so good is because it doesn't sit there and tell you what the story is. It doesn't list out the characters. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't list out the major plot Eddie points. Brock. You should have done it or you don't. It doesn't have some, some <laughs> obnoxious narrator going, in a word. And like, things like that. Yeah. I, like, now that, I've, now that I've had a little time to think on it, I think this trailer is almost perfect in that I don't need to know any more than what it's shown me because what it's shown me is that come watch this fucking thing and have a good ass time. Yes. Hell yeah. Yes. Uh, I mean, they did a great job of um, 
holding the monsters back. You get you get a sense of them. You really get a sense of them, especially you, Godzilla. Mostly, you just get a sense of scale, which is so important. I love the I love the implication, and I've talked about this a little bit on a couple of different shows. But I like the implication that King Ghidorah is so huge and so powerful. Quinn has literal goosebumps over here. We're You're just precious. talking. You can't fake this. You can't fake You're this. So uh, the hype is real. Uh, Oh, I had to put my phone down and go compose myself after seeing half of the trailer on mute. Um, the- I watched it on mute the first time too. Oh, the really? Ha- I had that. Yeah, that happened. The the I think uh, I I think it's a that's a Dan Harmon thing where he talks about cut this as a uh, he will tell his editors or his composers or something. Well, he's just tell his editor cut a version of this that would work in a world where music didn't exist. And then once you can do that, we'll give you all the music in the world. And I think that that was because you really could put just about any soundtrack to this. And the fact they went with fucking Claire de Lune and really tried to emphasize. And I, now I've talked to some people who don't really get why they use that music, and I'm trying not to go after my own my fellow Godzilla fans too hard this episode. But you've been really hard. On deep Godzilla cuts fans with Matt Frank in this. I'm, I'm okay. Sorry, I'm but... I look, guys. I love you all. I just think like me. And oh my uh, God, Matthew. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Take him and remove him. Uh, no, become uh, a part of the Nano Matt Frank Collective. Yes. Mm. No. Here's the thing. Um, no, I think that I think it's just because it was a really bold choice, and it's not the it's not the safe choice, which would have been a dun 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 dun. I think that that would have been the uh, that's you know you can buy it you can buy my single on Amazon yeah. um, or just putting Ifukube's like tracks sure which it, which, if, which will be in the film but like I'm glad that the really, first yeah. trailer wasn't just. Uh, yes, March. And but but for the most part, everybody I talked to was loving it. They loved the music. They loved the editing. They loved everything about it. It's. I think it's the number. It was the number one like hottest trailer to come out of Comic Con, which is kind I of unprecedented. It. It's kind of fantastic. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, they, I mean, I but think, what did it have to go up against, really? Aquaman. DC. <laughs> <laughs> Your tone. Mic drop. With Aquaman, there. That was rough, man. God. Um. But completely but did on you point. See, the trailer, though? see, here's the thing. I thought it looked silly, but in a kind of an enjoyable way. I got mild flashes of Phantom Menace from it, though. Yes. <laughs> but you know what? Hey, I always kind of have a little bit of a soft spot for Aquaman because he he's friends with sea monsters and sharks. So I have a soft spot for underprivileged film studios that hate making money. <laughs> And then I think Shazam actually looks like a lot of fun. I think it looks very silly yeah. and very fun. Other than that, yeah, well, Marvel doesn't go to Comic-Con anymore. Right. They, they, just, they have their own thing. They have the, the Disney D20, whatever it's called. They've evolved. They, yes. yes. They've and, moved on from SDCC. So it's going to be interesting, I think, to see how that all plays out. I have a pretty good idea of what the general plot of the, of the movie is now, and I think it's going to be... Pretty good. I think it's going to give people what they wanted. I used to defend Godzilla 2014 pretty hard, and honestly, it was because it was all we had. And right. now that I've had time to think on it, and I've seen Shin Godzilla, and I've seen all this, and Kong Skull Kong, Island, yeah. and all this other stuff, I'm kind of thinking like, okay, I have a much more clear vision of what works in Godzilla 2014 and what didn't. I still commend Gareth Edwards for being as bold with his choices as he was. Yeah. It just may be wrong place, wrong and time. That, that first act, though. 
The first act of so Brian Cranston good. is extremely well done. Yeah. We'll watch We're it. We're going to watch it. We're going to watch it. I'll call you Thursday. I cry every okay. time. <laughs> okay, uh, kids, uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, does anybody have any parting thoughts? Thank you for getting the archery right. I love you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me again. And if you've got 90 minutes of your time, Godzilla 2, sitting on the edge of battle, is worth your time. Sure. Thank you for taking a few minutes to let us have some introspection in episode two versus all of the shouting in episode one. <laughs> Looking forward to episode three. If you have any suggestions on which films I should watch next, Ooh, please give them to me interesting. and tell me why. Yes, give very good. No spoilers. Yeah, just tell me what, what I should watch and why you think so. I will definitely share the crap out of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, all of them. Yes, and my well, yes, final... Yes, but I mean, in order. I, I, you know, I, I, where do I start? There's a lot to get through. My final note is... Uh, Morgan's right. I think I'm leaning a little too hard into my fellow fans a little bit. And so I I just saw a bunch of you at G-Fest and we had a great time. I just... <sighs> I think about this stuff a lot. There's nothing <laughs> so, wrong with wanting more from your community. I just... I, you know, and, and that's not to say we have a bad community by any stretch of the imagination. I think by comparison, the Godzilla fandom is actually a little bit cooler than some of the other fandoms, <laughs> especially right now. And then there's me. Aww. But no, you're... You're precious. You're 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 the you're the newborn baby foals that we are releasing into the fandom. You're that, you're that fresh blood that we need very badly. Whoa, this just got real creepy. Oh, and I'm out. No, I, no, I not. Damn it! <laughs> Language has failed me again. <laughs> Mabutani, you can't